0: Hello and welcome. My name is Anki and you're listening to Shine Podcast. I host improvisers who influenced and inspired my improv journey. This is my way of saying thank you. I hope you're going to enjoy conversations as much as I did. So let's start hello and welcome today with me is one very special person i saw her i won't even say met her i saw her online when she was doing 10 minutes scene with um improviser called jay suko and i was so astonished by her performance the simplicity of it the patience the 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 slowness in um uh, i'm already missing the words uh, how she's slowly unwrapping her character and, and the offers that was so amazing so as every other proper stalker i started to follow her i started to see what else is she doing and then i realized like a whole treasure there she is offering so much things for the whole world um, in online world. And also she's starting doing some things in her hometown. Um, I had just a little bit of chat with her and my God, the more I talk with her, the more I like her, you, you, the one <laughs> that's here behind now. So please, everyone, welcome Carla Dingo, go Carla. That was such a lovely
1: introduction. I almost like myself now. Thank you. I appreciate
0: it. <laughs> well, I guess I find my I found my soulmate when it comes to self-deprecating humor. <laughs>
1: Right here, right here. I was trying to think back to the scene I did with Jay Succo because it was like the first thing I did online. And he reached out to me and I was like, I can't do this. There's no way I cannot do a scene with Jay Suko. There's just no way. And then I was like, no, you need to step up, Carla, and you need to do it. Uh, and I just remember just like being so nervous. And then like Jay is, oh, my gosh, he can put like anybody at ease in like 10 seconds and then I just let it all go and trusted in Jay, who I just met at that moment, and uh, just did this fun scene with him, so.
0: And I didn't see any of that uh, nervousness. I just see, uh, saw your skill, your talent, uh and I still have it in my brain. The, the whole uh, scene is still in my brain, uh, and that was like a year ago, if not more, so. Yeah, definitely. it was a year ago. <laughs> yes. So you are memorable, that's for sure i have to go one step back and talk a little bit about self-deprecating humor because usually when i do it people are immediately correcting me and immediately you know trying to (laughs) heal my wounds (laughs) but i just i just like to make sometimes fun of me and i think yours you're also doing this from time to time why are we doing this katla
1: I mean, I'm sure for me, it comes back to childhood insecurities. Like, I've always felt like I'm never the prettiest, the skinniest, or the funniest person in a room. Um, And so I always try to, like, uh, put myself out there and put my, make myself the humor before somebody else can make me the butt of the joke. I don't know how that translates. Um, And so I guess I've just always sort of been doing that. But I think I don't know. I always joke around that I think I'm a really good actor because I, most people don't know the insecurities that are inside me uh, and like the, the trauma and the pain of like putting yourself out there and just wanting to succeed at what you're doing, but feel like you belong there. Cause I oftentimes don't feel like I belong in a room, even though I've put myself in that environment. And so I just try to make a joke. And usually the joke is about me. So you know i don't want to make fun of anyone else so i might as well make fun of me
0: <laughs> oh yeah this is where we are different i make fun <laughs> of everyone uh, i mean if more- i
1: know you really well i'm gonna make fun of you but in a new environment i'm not gonna make fun of somebody but if i yeah. know you really well I will
0: definitely- i'm i doing that yeah so i lost couple of people <laughs>
1: if they can't hang they can't hang you know that's how i look at it
0: but you know what now you said it so nicely like i don't belong in this room but then who does like you know if if you says for yourself or someone else says for itself you know oh i don't belong here and who does then you know what are these um criterias that someone does belong here you know so basically the people who say like yeah Why not? You know, like just the, just the different, I don't know, is the opinion about yourself or is it, um, (laughs) self-esteem? Like why would they belong and not you, you know, like what are, what are we doing to ourselves by, by saying something like that? Yeah, I definitely
1: think self-esteem plays into it. I also think experience plays into it as well. Um, and one of the really incredible things about being online for this last, gosh, 15 months with zoom is that you've, you get the opportunity that you would never have in real life, I think, to sometimes play in a Zoom room with, with I hate to use the word idols or people you admire, whose talent you admire, and now you get to play with them. And sometimes that can be a little intimidating. Uh, and so I think you have to make a choice that you're here, you're here for a reason, and, and you need to like uh, own that, right? Like you're not just like someone who accidentally clicked the meeting and showed up, right? There's a reason that you're there. Uh, and it's sometimes hard amongst like so much talent, like the improv community, holy moly, the amount of talent that there is, is just mind blowing. Uh, so many names I could think of to like shout out right now, but I wouldn't have time. It would take the whole podcast for me just to list a bunch of names that I've got to play with. And it's been like, just doing a scene is like a masterclass in improv with them, so
0: i can yeah now i feel nervous <laughs> i was not thinking like that but now when you said yeah, the, the thing is um yeah it's, it's interesting how we put ourselves uh in these boxes of not being good enough or not worthy enough and in the same time we teach others <laughs> for you know the the joy of failing Uh, And then, you know, when it's when it's our turn, then it's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. I hope I won't embarrass myself in front of these masters.
1: (laughs) Right. Right. And we say make big choices. Be bold. Put yourself out there. And then we're like huddled in a corner like. "Ah," Right. So it's like we're not even listening to our own messages sometimes as improvisers, (laughs) as instructors, as community leaders. And so it's tough, though. It is tough to constantly you're putting yourself in a vulnerable place and the, and it's really tough to put yourself out there and 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 worry like what's the outcome and and the outcome is we're all gonna laugh and have a good time but we don't think about that in the midst of being there
0: yeah you're right and i and i was oh this may be uh, be interesting i think you have way more experience than i do you know these online montages yeah, um yeah. i think usually people call them montages right uh, we actually did one together, I remember, at your jam. Yeah. Um, this is a, a form or format where I show the most insecurities, where I am, and, and I'm not the only one. I'm, I know people who just cannot, um, they cannot bear this um, the pace because it's often very fast and it, uh, it cuts the scene literally after 30 seconds. And always, you know, trying to go for not for a joke, but it's it's very dynamic. Um, and here I can see my all my securities coming and saying hi to me, you know, like because I always think, how can I connect something that that has been created, established that we have seen? And while I'm thinking, you know, the scene is going on, you know, and when I join, of course, someone maybe starts as first, and then I go with his or her idea. I don't know, I feel very restricted. I feel very uh, frozen. Yeah. Do you know what I mean?
1: I do, and I think the intent of the montage is the total opposite, right? Like, there's no (laughs) wrong answers, anything goes, right? Do whatever you're thinking, it's right, and we're gonna play along and support it, right? That's the whole ideals behind the montage. But a montage, I think, can put you in your head so fast, right, like, oh, well, they're doing a scene about soup, And now we're doing a scene about butterflies. How do we get from soup to butterflies? Okay, okay. Where do I go next? Uh, I'm gonna make a butterfly soup. No, that's too stupid, right? (laughs) So then this is what's happening where we're watching the scenes. And so we become disengaged versus engaged. So I think one of the things to combat that is wherever you're doing these montages is to have a conversation beforehand where you're like, uh, you know what? This is a montage. Yes, anything goes, but they're going to be slower scenes, right? Especially at the beginning, we're going to start with some really great scene work and set us up for some great foundation. And then, if we want to start, you know, increasing the pace as as the montage goes along, I think that helps a lot too. Uh, also, really pushing people to do tag outs, I think, is a great thing with a montage too. So, if you and I are doing a scene and you're this beautiful wizard who has lost all of their magical spells and, and we're doing the scene and then someone comes in and tags me out, they get to play with this great character that's already been established and that's always a great thing to do. I think in a montage when you're like, I don't know what to do. Help me help me help me <laughs> Oh, that character's funny. Okay, I'm going to play with that character again, where can I put that character. So now we've now put the wizard. Um, I don't know where we could put the wizard in the magical forest looking for for their magical powers right and now I'm like selling magical powers out of my coat as if it was drugs like a I got six spells for a dollar, six spells for a dollar. Right. So, again, I think uh, it's also the environment that people are playing in. And often those are what we do in jams, montages, because we don't want to worry about structure and form. And so sometimes those can be the hardest places to do a montage in because you don't know each other. You don't know how people play. People are trying to impress each other. And to impress, you try for a laugh. So, I get where you're coming from.
0: And, and and you know what, it makes sense. And OK, maybe, you know, not, not every format is for everyone, you know, like you sim- simply enjoy something more and that's cool. However, I love the montage. I love the, uh, in general, I love the power of editing tools because I think that makes a great show, you know, just the feeling out oh, this, you know, this part of the show now needs, you know, some editing tool. Are we going to go back or are we going to cut to whatever? And then I am very sensitive on misusing of those tools. You know, it's like I didn't even start, and you already cut me. So you can introduce your own idea. So I, I don't know. I am now. I am not just talking about myself because I heard people complaining about this. So w- what is that then? Is this a misuse or am I too sensitive?
1: well i think you know the whole purpose of editing is to serve the scene that's taking place currently so if if that is someone's intent like if you and i are doing this scene and it's already got this great button to it and they're like oh but we need to see these characters somewhere else and they feel like that's serving the scene absolutely call us and move us to a new location or or fast forward or let's see this couple five years later but if you're just coming in to because you have an idea but that idea doesn't make the scene better or finish the scene off, then then it it's not necessarily an edit from the proper perspective. And I think oftentimes it's a hard thing for people to figure out if they're playing with people they haven't played with a lot, or even to see in themselves with people they do play with, with a lot. Uh, I have a team that's played together for a long time in person as well as online. And we were just rehearsing last night and talking about Uh, a form that we're gonna do for a show in person. Our first in-person show will be in August. And they wanted to do this form, which is really fast paced. And I'm like, that's great, we can totally do that. But if we're gonna do that, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna break that into thirds. The first third is gonna be some slow, beautiful scenes so that you can show everybody how talented of improvisers you are. And then once we get through that, we'll have some scenes that are a little bit faster paced but not super fast, that things are moving along a little bit better. You can make some more fun, creative edits. And then towards the end, they can be real quick rapid fire scenes for like, that last seven or eight minutes but you know i think then it showcases all three things right we can set up a great scene we can grab a great relationship uh location dynamics all that good stuff we can have some fun scenes where we're playing with game and context and then we can have some just silly scenes to sort of round it out uh which will please an audience of course as well right because oftentimes that's The worst editing choices are made because you wanna please an audience, not because you wanna take care of each other. Mm -hmm. And so I think oftentimes it's just setting up some boundaries at the beginning before you do the montage uh, and then following through with that at the end. So even if it's just a little note in chat, like, hey, for your next scene, can you just give them a little bit more time before you edit? Even in a jam, whoever's running the jam, I think it's okay to say things like that. Uh, And if people aren't receptive to it, then maybe they shouldn't be in that environment in the first place because you're not saying that was a crappy scene you're saying just give people a little bit more time
0: yeah true because and an it should be the same.
1: facilitator not the other improvisers like don't be correcting each other please you did not hear that from carla let the facilitator do the
0: corrections. Mm-hmm. yeah that that makes total sense um i was um i i remember having uh one uh, montage where we were i think cutting every seven seconds but it was in a perfect, in a perfect moment, because it was like, um, so we were two of us were inside someone's body and two people were, were outside. And literally it took us only one or two sentences to, you know, give a reply, to give something to the scene and then back outside and then back in. And that was perfect. So it was, it lasted seven seconds, but it was enough. But if I say one sentence and I don't, I I started something, so it's not ongoing, I just started something and then you have idea and then you cut me, I get so demotivated, I don't know. I never leave the jam, but maybe I should. (laughs) Well, it's about
1: support, right? If someone's cutting you that quickly, like you're, so what you talked about with the in of, in the body and out of the body, that's almost like uh, two scenes happening within the same scene, right? Because we're going back and forth between these four characters. So it's, it makes sense for those cuts to be quick because, you know, we're coming back to you. So yes, I'm pausing for a moment, but we're coming back to me. But if I'm like, um, you know, welcome, welcome to to this beautiful restaurant my name is philippe and i'll be your servant today and our special of the day is and you're like edit exactly <laughs> well what was the point of that right there was no point for me to do the scene you didn't support me you didn't let me get my idea out um and i think that that can sometimes be demotivating uh, so again, I think it's just, you know, working with the people that you're, you're going to jams with and say, Hey, can we set some guidelines for this montage before we start? Uh, I think
0: it's a reasonable expectation, but shouldn't also the facilitators, uh, especially online, because we don't know each other. Most of people are not friends in real life or not, um, um, you know, improvisers that are playing together. Shouldn't then facilitators be more aware of this because I've never seen anyone uh giving some type of gentle instructions about you know let it or i did i did experienced which i really liked i experienced when someone is not jumping in that they sent a message and say come on go go you know um but what is going on i didn't I, i never i've never experienced that
1: I think there's different playing styles out there too, right? There are, are pro- improvisers that love the fast pace, the quick, quick scenes. So there are improvisers that love a, sl- a slow burn. I think that's what everyone wants to call it these days, a slow burning scene. So, I, I, I mean, I think the facilitator understanding what the folks that are in the jam want might be something that's a new experience so it might be something that someone needs to bring up and say hey you know how do you play your montage or how do you want this montage to be so sometimes just asking those initial questions will help the facilitators the next time maybe be proactive uh i I don't know that it's happening i don't go to a lot of jams i know that's bad but i don't go to a lot of jams um and the ones like i do go to so like michelle uh gilliam at improv mke she's really great about like kind of walking through what it's going to look like uh, i went to a jam recently with um jess and seki from gloss improv and again they were really good at doing that um and those are more i mean their jams are typically open to anyone but it's definitely a community-based jam versus an anyone show up jam so i think that And they have these repeat community members because they are really taking care of each other throughout the improv. And so I think those of you listening, don't be afraid to in a jam, like ask a question or or just clarify what that montage looks like because I think just like any form in any short form game, people play it a little bit differently. And so talking about it beforehand can help everyone play it better together and make everyone enjoy it and feel supported more
0: thank you i think this is also important for me since i'm also running a jam i usually don't do montages <clears throat> i do a lot of scenes uh, a few games and then in main room we dance a lot and uh, being all silly <laughs> together but i think that um, that's why i always asking for feedback and usually people take it lightly like yeah it was great bye but i really want feedback okay i'm obsessed with feedbacks in general <laughs> <laughs> i want feedbacks for everything um but uh it's important i think it's important and it's not to, that i'm judging someone or someone judging me it's simply your perspective uh or like what did you like the most i want to know people on that level so that i can offer something that brings them joy and sometimes you see that a lot of people choose the same thing so there has to be something in it so why wouldn't i then you know offer this more and maybe leave something out what people did not enjoy but for that, we need feedback, we need more communication, I guess.
1: Yeah, I think so. And One of the things I typically try to do at the end of any session that I run, um, and sometimes this makes me run over, so apologies for going four to five minutes over and probably every class I run, um, is to, to finish up with everyone sort of going around and something that they took away or they enjoyed that day. Because I, if I am really listening and really paying attention, I can get so much feedback yes. from that. Um, and I think that's really something that's always important to me, uh, because if someone, if you're in a room with people and nobody has anything positive to say, you immediately know that that was not a good experience. And then you can, at that moment, make the notes and the choices, um, on how to fix that. And that's only happened to me one time and woo. It did not feel good. I've never taught that workshop ever again. Uh, This is not a workshop I should ever teach. That's what I'll say. Um, But yeah, and I think you can do the same thing at a jam, like what was a game that you enjoy? What was something that really worked for you? What's something you're going to take away? Because I think that that's important. And sometimes just taking a game away because something new for their community. Um, And just knowing that the time that you gave to people has a lasting effect on them uh, is, I think, for me is what being a community leader being a teacher a facilitator is all about Cause if i'm just running these rooms and. And everyone's like yeah that was fun like then yeah that was fun I could have just watched a movie right so <laughs> it's like I hope that people are taking something away.
0: I mean i'm doing this already so every time uh when we uh, when we are done i mean my jams uh there's a lot of people so i cannot do the classical run which i do when i um have a uh, workshops but i then ask them just in chat everyone yeah. you know just write like what what was your favorite thing was like what was so i want one thing they don't have to write essays i want one thing so that i know how they breathe you know and yeah. I don't know, maybe maybe I wasn't, I didn't um, explain the importance to for me, uh, because I still get it, everything was great, thank you so much, it was so fun, cannot wait for the second one, you know, it's, so there's a lot of positivity, uh, and that's great, but I can feel that also throughout the jam, however, I really want to know what was the thing for you that you liked the most, because I want to know you better, in order to give you more next time.
1: Uh Ask for the specifics and the why, the why is so important. Oh, I loved uh, when we played the game where you made me say something new all the time. Why? Why? Mm -hmm. Because it challenged my brain. It made me think differently. It pushed me outside of my box. So push for the why. And I think that'll help give you some of that experience. I I spend my time worrying about the why way too much in life in general. Uh, Just because my kid was that wired that way when he was a little itty bitty. You know, he's like two years old. He's like, uh, you know, we're going to have Cheerios for breakfast. Why? Because that's what's in the pantry. Why? Because I haven't gone to the store yet. Why? Because mom works a full-time job and only has one day, right? Like, and so I've just been like feeding that why for 20 plus years now. And uh, I think that we don't realize how important why something lands is. And so try to push for the why and then it'll be, you might maybe get some more specific feedback
0: that that's great that's actually my favorite question in improv and i think it can uh help with every single scene uh oh my god i i want to talk to you forever uh <laughs> i have to speed up um tell me if do you remember one uh of feedback that you liked the most and why <laughs> oh gosh um
1: you know I, I it's hard to i so i spent over like i don't know way too much money last year taking improv workshops with anyone i could possibly get in a room with and so i gotten so much great feedback um but i think perhaps one of the things that that i don't know that it's feedback but one of the things that landed the most for me i took a workshop with katie shoot uh her she did a 12-week improv improvisers way which is her book that she wrote yes. uh-huh. and one of the pieces in there is what kind of improv player are you and you have to like pick between the categories and the way she did it was we had to identify ourselves and then we'd been in class with these people for several weeks and then they sort of had to like identify us as well. And I think just that whole perspective of like how you view yourself and how other people view you as a player for very few people, did they line up, which was really interesting. I think people had different views. Uh, and so I started doing this thing called the global gab this year, where we did like 15 episodes where I interviewed, Uh, different improvisers and I asked them this question because it was so impactful to me I don't think I ever told katie that i'll have to tell her. um and it it was really, really interesting to, to just watching people process like how they play, but I think you have to know how you play. And how other people think you play to play your best, so if you think this is what I do well, and I think this is what I do well like we got to figure out how maybe I need to work on both of them, but like, just, you know, knowing like what you do, um, and being truthful and honest about it. Like, I think I'm really great at this. And everyone's like, mm, are you though? you know, <laughs> I, I think, you know, sometimes it, it's just, to me, that was like the most powerful piece of feedback. So, um, I took it back to my team and I was like, my team that I've been playing with for, I don't know, eight or nine years. And, and we we did this exercise and it was really interesting just to sort of see like what to hear, like we'd never like given each other that kind of feedback before. Um, and so it was really a very positive experience, thank goodness, uh, because I think the intent was always great. Like, this is what I love about playing with you. Uh, one of my favorite people to play with, I'm like, dude, like, I don't know what's gonna happen in an improv scene with you, I'm like, we just done Kurt's wild ride. Let me go. Uh, and that's what I love about it. Like I just stop thinking and I just trust him completely. So.
0: Wonderful. Oh, shit. I don't, I don't think we'll have time for the scene, but Let I want to do it. Ask...
1: We got time. <laughs> we can do
0: it. So basically, as, as I already told you, I have no questions. Everything uh, is <laughs> inspired by what you're saying. However, from the two episodes ago, I think, I started with one question that I wanna ask everyone. So I also wanna ask you, and it's for the selfish reasons. So um, how do you unstuck? So uh, when you go blank or when you get stuck or whatever expression you wanna use, what helps you to unstuck?
1: The first thing I do is I yell at myself inside my head and say things like, you're an idiot, get your butt (laughs) out there, do something. Your team expects you to step up, Carlos. That's usually the first thing that happens. Uh, And then I go with typically um, a a line that I like to call an impact statement, something that I can say to my scene partner that's really going to affect them, some sort of vocal, emotional response like, (sighs) right? I just have to affect my scene partner somehow some way so that we can get on the same page and get that moving along. Uh, so that's typically what I do, um, but sometimes I'm just sitting in my head for way too long, and that's typically why i'm stuck is i'm just like we talked about with the montage i'm sort of over analyzing what i'm doing. Um, uh, and sometimes it's just having a reaction to nothing. Like, if you're doing a scene and you're like, uh, we got white bread for our sandwiches. Oh my! <laughs> white bread, right? Well, now you're like, why are you so upset about white bread? And now we have somewhere to go with our scene. So sometimes a big reaction to nothing can also be a really great thing too. So, and don't be afraid to call it out as like the actor and the, you know, or the improviser and the character. Uh, You know, like if you're, we're having a scene where we're, we're fussing about something and you're like, well, just tell me, just tell me what it is I do that's bothering you. You know what? I got nothing right now. I'm so frustrated with you. I got nothing right now. You just make me sick, right? And then I'm sort of letting my scene partner know, like, dude, I got nothing. Please help me out here. Uh, and so I think, you know, don't be afraid to let reality and improv cross and just say, you know, I didn't even, even if it was like, I didn't even hear what you said. Can you say that again? <laughs> yes. Make them repeat it. It gives yourself more time to think. Uh, so that would nice. be my answer.
0: Thank you so much. You know what? Okay, let's do two minutes scene. All right, I'm here. We can do five. Don't
1: don't worry. <laughs> Whatever you want to do.
0: Based on things we talked uh, before recording and during recording, we're just gonna inspire ourselves with that or not. Uh, and yeah, I'll I'll call scene when I think we're done. <laughs> All
1: right. Should we turn our cameras off yes, and so back on again yeah. for dramatic yes. effect? All right. yes yeah. the
0: visual effects and i have to drink i hope you're drinking too water is important <laughs> and my water looks like vodka but okay <laughs> here it comes butterfly soup oh
1: my gosh thank you so much i've heard that you have the best butterfly soup in
0: town that's why i came here chef marcos Oh, you flatter you. I put a special ingredient for you. Oh,
1: that's what that is. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I feel so honored just to be in your presence. I don't really feel like I even belong in your restaurant. Look how elegant it is. Look at you. You are you are fantastic. This soup, on the other hand, is
0: horrible. How can I be fantastic and my soup horrible? You know, I wish
1: I had the answer to that. You know, Chef Marcos, uh, you said you added something extra. Maybe that was, I mean, maybe it's not my place. It's not my place to critique you. I apologize. Um, Could I just have the tomato soup?
0: What? Tomato soup is for students of the first year of culinary studies. The butterfly soup I've been working for 10 years on it just to impress you.
1: Maybe 11 years might be what you need. Um, The tomato soup, please. No. 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 Fine. Uh, If you don't want to serve me the tomato soup, that is fine. You know what, Chef Marcos? I think I... I think I feel compelled to share with you some information that perhaps I've been deceitful. Perhaps your butterfly soup was splendid. It was perfection. But I could not. I could not. My palate could not decipher. The special ingredient and that's what
0: that's what made me so frustrated. I knew it. I knew you're gonna come to your senses. It's you, of course it's you, it cannot be me. I belong in this room. <laughs> My senses failed me. Your soup was heaven. Heaven I'm, in a bowl. I'm gonna return the soup.
1: I don't I don't think that I can Eat it after that. I don't feel like I deserve it. I...
0: Now I'm gonna watch you eat. Okay.
1: Cinnamon, isn't it? You put cinnamon. Cinnamon is the magic. Yes. Yes! You're coming to your senses. I just need to be knocked around a bit, but... oh. Cinnamon and butterflies. There's, there's the recipe. Cinnamon butterflies. Teach me I, all I, you know. Teach me all that you know.
0: I'm just writing the name that you just said. But it is something that I created, okay? Cinnamon yeah, this is butterfly. your recipe,
1: absolutely. When I share oh. it, I will share it with your name, Chef Marco's Butterfly Cinnamon Soup. Yeah.
0: Nobody needs to know that you came up with the name. Okay,
1: no, that's that's okay. Just uh, I will forever be in your debt. I, I must learn from you more. Um, I, I'm going to close my restaurant down
0: and I will be your sous chef. That makes sense. Thank I think you. you should start tomorrow.
1: I, I could start tonight if you'd like. I mean, I'll just I'll just clean the table and go back and just start preparing.
0: That's the dedication. That's what I want. Now go! OK, OK. okay. And scene.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so
1: thank you, thank you. That was oh so my fun. God.
0: I was, I, I, I trust you so much. So um, when I trust an a, a improviser partner, I I feel like I can do whatever I want. It's going to be accepted. So that's what yeah. makes me fly. Uh, that makes me feel like a butterfly. Um, that makes you a butterfly. Yeah, like being as ridiculous as I can. I love that. So thank you for that. Of course. Um, and then what I did, what I usually like to do is simply to use everything what we talked about and just put it in the scene, like ingredients <laughs> in the soup, you know, like I belong to in this room or something. Yeah, that That's was perfect. Fun of it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was super fun. I don't belong here. I'm not good enough, right? So that was what we <laughs> spent time talking about. It was great
0: thank you so much this was such a beautiful episode uh we will definitely contact katie to um, yeah to i need to tell katie that yeah yes and uh and you are amazing uh so i don't know maybe we should stop or decrease our self-deprecating humor i will um, try in your honor yeah.
1: i will try to do one less joke every zoom room I'm in.
0: <laughs> and in your honor i'll insult people less
1: all right sounds like a plan thank you thank you for inviting me thank you for just creating this this great platform for people uh it makes them shine some improv shine i like that
0: thank you so much carla and see you somewhere in the zoom land
1: all right bye
0: thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed this podcast do share it with your friends And to learn more about InfoShine, go to InfoShine.com. Until next time.